Are you an entrepreneur just getting started in creating video content for your business? Or have you been creating it for a while and it's just not hitting the way that you want it to? Welcome to the Video Simplified Podcast. My name is Diana Gladney, and I'm going to help you with the tips and the strategies to amplify your business and your brand using video. So if that's something that you're into, let's get started with today's episode. What is up, entrepreneurs? Welcome back to the Video Simplified podcast with your hostess, the mostess, Diana Gladney. This week, we are back talking about consistency with YouTube. Why is this so challenging and difficult for people? Everybody has um, challenges with it somewhere along the lines of what they're doing uh, when they're first getting started. And even sometimes after they've been on the platform for a while, you'll see this start to um, sometimes pop up when it comes to more seasoned, more or less what you call seasoned creators or not. Now I wouldn't even say that seasoned creators, but creators on the platform, because once you've been a seasoned creator, you've been doing this for X amount of years regularly and consistently enough to the point to where you are starting to see some significant growth and progress along with what you're doing then you can start to take a look at um, just different things in your schedule and where this fits in for you. And more or less, you probably already know. And then at that point, they're good. You know, they can say, hey, I overdid it and I'm getting burnt out or whatever the case is. And sometimes people make a whole life shift and decide that they don't want to do it anymore or they say, you know what? really, really passionate about something else that came by way of the channel and they just don't have to, you know, actively post and stuff like that any longer because something else is now uh, more of a primary focus for them. So those aren't really consistency issues um, at all. However, this is more so a conversation that comes up for the entrepreneurs that are new for the content creators that are just starting to take an interest uh, in YouTube because they're wanting to promote their business there or they're wanting to promote their skill or interest or something that they, you know, hobby-esque more like, then that's cool. It's all good. However, they still all run into this consistency issue. Let me know if that's you. (laughs) You don't have to raise your hand. Nobody can see you. Somebody probably can, but not necessarily. But you know if it's you, like you can kind of be like, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. Or maybe you posted a couple times or you even got super inspired, super just like I'm I'm all in. And then somewhere along the lines, as if a a switch got flipped, you just was like, I I don't have time. I'm I'm fresh. I'm flustered and frustrated. And, you know, it's just like you kind of like a start and stop kind of a a process. On a previous episode, we talked about consistency and, you know, what that looks like and what are some of the things that you can do to kind of help deal with that. And I want to make sure that we're all on the same page, that you are not by yourself and you are not so horrible or any of those um, kind of beliefs that start to pop up in your head, like it is going to be okay. All right. So, uh, but if you want to check out the episode, if you want to dive in more after um, we 
touch on it in this episode. Like why, what is the, the bigger challenge here? Now I would encourage you to, to check out, like if you're really struggling with some things, check out episode 51 of the podcast, five cures for dealing with uh, imposter syndrome. I think that can uh, help you out a lot. Another resource is episode 54. Uh, it talks about making video content easier when you are busy. So some of the things that you can get into for that um, and just, you know, go through the catalog of content that can really, really, really start to help you out there. I think those are some great episodes to start with uh, in regards to making sure that you can get things rolling. So let's talk about this. What are like the two is two bigger things like when I sat sat down and I'm like, OK, for the person that is dealing with consistency, like they're, they're, this keeps coming up. I hear this a lot. Clients, I hear this in the comment section, help clubhouse rooms, like you name it. So why is this so challenging, especially when it comes to video? I think so much so because one, video requires a lot of you. And two, you don't know what that requirement is until you get into it. And so a recommitment has to happen after you start. The buying stuff, fun is part of the whole shebang. Fun is part of the whole shebang. It's super easy to do. You look through some videos. It has its level of frustration and whatnot. However, however, it's not the end all be all. But when you go through and you're like, okay, you're buying, you're trying, you're setting stuff up. It's fun. It's like when you first buy a house or first buy a car, you're going to get specific and special air freshener and all this extra other stuff you otherwise for maybe the car that you had for a few years, you weren't as gung-ho in doing certain things. Same thing. When it's new, it's all amazing. And once it's a little bit more seasoned, then it's like, okay, you kind of pull back on some of those things you initially did. So once the brand newness of it all has worn off, and once you really start to get to a point that you realize what it takes to do this, the recommitment has to set in. And I think that is the portion and that's the part where people are starting to kind of, you know, take a dive, if you will, into some of the challenges that comes is because of the recommitment. The initial commitment is the the busy work kind of a stuff. It's the setting up an account. It's the, um, you know, hey, I'm going to get somebody to make a header for me or I'm working on my thumbnails and uh, the design. So I maybe you buy a Canva Pro account or Adobe Premiere Suite and, you know, all these other things. Once the busy work is done, now here comes the first part that I think in this recommitment phase where it stops a lot of people dead in their tracks and it's simply overthinking. Overthinking leads to underproduction, meaning that when you are constantly sitting in a state of thinking, and I am somebody that ponders a lot. Um, I'm a huge person that like needs and wants time to process things, to reevaluate, you know, go through back step by step in my mind and all the in-betweens, right? Shout out to those of you that are Enneagram fives and that are INTJs. <laughs> we are kinfolk. So I'm I'm that I'm that person that loves to spend time thinking. However, you have to know where to draw the line between thinking and processing and overthinking and underproducing. The line becomes when you figure I just need to do one more thing 
before I do this other thing that will lead to another thing that leads to another thing. And you can keep this chain running for as long as you want to. And it will force you to never have to actually show up. The difference between that line of thinking and processing that leads to action and overthinking and underproducing that doesn't lead to action is because when you are thinking and processing, you're coming up with a process that leads to execution. When you start getting into the point to where it leads to you not executing, but another something else, then that's, that's when you can start to say, you know what, I'm, I'm running into a challenge here. Like I need to, you know, pump the brakes a little bit. The way that you can see this as far as YouTube is concerned, is like, think about if you are saying, yes, how do I make a thumbnail, this, that, or whatever. You already realize that the tool to use is Canva. You can go to diana.link forward slash Canva and check that out. Get a free account and start creating and you're good to go. If you're a nonprofit, you're a teacher, an educator, um, if you are a 501c3 organization, um, you can get a Canva Pro account for free. Now, knowing that you now say, okay, I need to learn how to use it. Makes sense. So you go through, you watch a video on what you need to do to um, learn how to use it. You know, what, what does this button do and things like that. But here's the cool thing about that. You can click on anything and you won't break it. It's okay. You can click on anything and you will not break it. It's different when that's like an Excel spreadsheet or something, but everything has a back button now. So whatever you just did, you can undo. And just about everything has an auto save feature. And so whatever you just did, you can undo. And you know what I'm saying? Like you can, you can, it's fixable. You know, it never fails. Every time I'm doing a live stream a recorded video or someone sees one of my posts that's on Instagram or LinkedIn, I always get the question, what am I using? And of course, you guys know I'm using Ecamm Live. Ecamm Live is my number one tool, not just for live streaming. It's a content creation production studio. Yes, I'm using all of my videos just about using Ecamm Live. And it doesn't matter if I'm trying to invite guests to the live stream and they can click on one button, join through their phone or desktop, whether they're a Mac user or not. And if I want to do a customized show, update my branding, I don't have to worry about some templatized version of what my live stream is going to look like. So if you want to check out Ecamm Live, you can get you a free trial. Go to diana.link forward slash Ecamm. That's E-C-A-M-M. So now you figure, well, how do I create one once you learn where all the tools and all the things go, right? Once you've realized how to import your photo, once you've realized how to add text to the screen and how to change colors, how to search for maybe different elements and things like that, you will have a thumbnail that is usable, but you'll have a thumbnail that maybe still doesn't quite look the way that you would want it to it just like it's it's just quote unquote not right and the not right is because you have a a standard in your mind that you would like it to be and you are not at the skill level yet or even maybe knowing the what to do's or to put in it or to take out for it to be quote unquote good however the difference is you have a usable thumbnail 
So at the point to where now, so this is the thinking, the processing that lead to, leads to execution. You've done it. If you were to stop and say it's not good enough, that's when you start going into overthinking and underproducing because the video that you may have already recorded and uploaded and it's sitting in a draft format in the back of YouTube, you now are just waiting for the thumbnail, just waiting to fix the thumbnail, just waiting to fix the thumbnail. Whereas you could use what you have and update it later. YouTube always allows you to go back and change and update your thumbnail. And as far as I know, there is no limit to that. But because you do not like it and because it is not, quote unquote, good enough, you don't allow yourself to be in what I what I've been calling like a constant state of better. Be striving for better. I showed on this past week's live stream that if you would sit down and look through the old catalog of content, you'll see that my old videos still have those old, ugly, wrong, (laughs) for all kinds of reasons. Just not great, you know, but the best that I could do at the time. And somebody asked the question, why didn't you stop and redo those or go back and fix them now like you, you know, could improve upon them now? Why not? Well, one, because it's old content that is no longer relevant to the channel. It only serves as like a historical point right now. But it's not really relevant content. There's no reason for me to do that. Nor do I want people clicking on them if they did come up still in search for some kind of reason or whatever. I don't want people watching that stuff. (laughs) So if I did have content, though, from when I first got started that I wanted to, yeah, I could go back and update the thumbnail. But at last I counted, there was 427 public videos, I think, on my channel. Could be some of the unlisted videos in there, but somewhere they're about. And I've no, I know I've deleted over 100 before at different times. Haven't deleted that any that that much in a probably about two and a half plus years, but I'm trying not to delete content, and that's been a good a good thing for me. There's always going to be a place of better, a state of getting better, but if you're constantly so harshly judging yourself, you never allow yourself to go through the necessary phases of growth. Because you only want to get to best or what you imagine in your mind is best. And those that I have spoken with usually have some kind of rebuttal that says, well, I'm a perfectionist. Saying that you're a perfectionist is the lie that you tell yourself so that you can stay in a place that doesn't allow you to actually produce. It becomes a crutch. It becomes a good pat on the back. It's a, it's a comfort zone. So perfectionism is nothing that has ever existed or is real. It is simply the illusion that 
one day it'll be perfect and that I want everything to be perfect when it's really just an ego. It's an ego thing the whole time. So rather than stroking your own ego, accept that at no time will you ever produce anything perfect, but you can produce things that are as close to right as possible in the moment. And where it is not, because video is something that's creative, you can go back and recreate the video. You can recreate the thumbnail. You can recreate and rewrite the title description. There's nothing that you can't do that couldn't be changed. Only thing YouTube doesn't allow you to do is swap out that video and keep all the stuff the same. You know, it's like they know you have to re-upload a whole new video. Everything else, though, if the video is going to stay the same, you can change it. Furthermore, there's nothing in the human existence, really, where we've done anything for the very first time ever in existence and was perfect at it. So where this all comes from, I'm not even encouraged to further study into and figure that out. But I do believe that the illusion of perfection is just a distraction. The next area that I believe a lot of people have challenges with um, in regards to like why consistency on YouTube is so challenging for them is because of scheduling conflicts. And this is something that can be changed. It is something that is adaptable. It, it's fixable. And the thing with that is that when it comes to like scheduling issues, like you know what your schedule is. That's the thing. It's like, it's not even that people are just like, man, I just don't know what I'm, what I'm supposed to do today. Nobody's confused about their schedule. (laughs) Like, that's the funny part. You know where you're supposed to be. You know what you have time to do. And you know what you have time that you don't want to do. And you know, even when you don't feel like you've made space to make time for yourself, because you'll say, I don't have time for that. Or I don't have time to do that, or I can't squeeze that in. Different phrases. Two things that fill most people's schedule when it comes to the consistency conversation in regards to YouTube is work and family. Your existing work schedule, which is usually set or fluctuates even within uh, a predictable framework. So even like it makes me think about early days of you know, the first jobs of working in food services and just like whatever restaurants and stuff like that. Even if you had where it would change potentially week by week or biweekly or whatever, then, or even like shift bids that I've heard about, even companies that do that, the hours can only fluctuate or the shifts are still within predictable ranges. You know, first shift, second shift, third shift, all those different things. And so, you know, it has to be somewhere between here because the company has a open and close time, more or less, for the most part. So it's still in some range, even during some seasons, mostly predictable. Your family lifetime and your schedules and stuff regarding that is usually fairly predictable as well. Certain seasons where certain kids are involved in different activities or when they're not, when they are in school and when they aren't. Most um, schools are starting to reintroduce kids going to school, aftercare, all the things in between. So even that, to some extent, 
is predictable. And somewhere there about, again, there's no confusion here, but there is another category that a lot of people are not making space for, and it is the future category. In this future category, it takes a back burner because it gets into this space where it falls into the land of quote unquote, eventually, quote unquote, one day or one of these days. If you are constantly operating from that standpoint, you put future things that you want or things that you want right now that technically are the future. You know, it's like the future goals. You're taking action now because you're trying to make something that you desire for the future to come to fruition. Excuse me, fruition. (laughs) But if you are doing that, this future category has to have priority in the now. It's a very weird dynamic. In order to achieve things in the future, you have to give those future priorities the priority of now. However, what most people do is that they will take that future category and give it also future priority. And furthermore, it is no set date and or time or it wouldn't be a problem because it's included then at that point in a schedule. So the illusion that you don't have time, not that it's not real or that it's wrong or some kind of stuff like that, but more or less because it is saying you have not put it in your schedule. That's the difference. It's not that you don't really have time because We've talked about in previous podcasts, if you're part of the Video Simplified uh, membership, um, then you know we've talked about this as well. And we've covered what are the things that you can do, even if you have a little bit of time or a lot of time. So no matter where you're at with your schedule, be sure to take time and give the things that you want for the future priority now. I think one of the the biggest things that has helped to propel me in being over five years and producing video content literally every single week so I can show up consistently. And it's only one time for real that I recall where I just did not like post on my channel. And I remember somebody writing a comment like, is everything all right? Like, what is going on? Where is your stuff at? (laughs) Like, we haven't seen anything. I remember getting those messages. And it was very interesting because sometimes you figure nobody's paying attention or it's not that big of a deal. And it actually is. It actually is. Because somebody else has prioritized your content, whether you recognize it or realize it or not. And that that goes across the board for for everything. And it's not saying don't have margins for rest. It's not saying that sometimes you you miss or you won't miss or whatever. But it's just the idea that if you don't give the future, the things that you want for your future priority now, it makes a difference. The, the reason why I would work at my job and then I would work still so hard and like every day in my bag, I carry my journal to make sure that 
I'm, as I'm listening to podcasts, as I'm going through audiobooks, if I got, you know, videos playing in the background, I have a curated playlist of stuff I want to go through um, for that day, courses even, um, all kinds of stuff, curated, ready to go for the day. Then I wanted to make sure that I also took time to capture those ideas. And so when I would get home, I could execute. So if you want to be in a place to where for once you can really, really start to, I don't know, just punch this whole consistency thing square in the eyeball and just be done with it. You got to give it, got to give your future priority and you got to know the difference between the thinking and the processing that leads to execution and the overthinking and the underproduction that just leads to more excuses. I hope that you enjoyed this week's episode. Let me know in a rating or review if you've been finding this content helpful and enjoyable. But as I love to end every episode, the winds of life blows on us all, but it's how you set your sails. With that, guys, love a passion. I'll see you on the next episode of the video, Simplified Podcast. Take care. So was that helpful? Did you get some tips out of that? Did you get something that you can implement today? If you did, make sure you leave a rating or review for the podcast. Helps get this show more exposure. Make sure you leave that five-star rating and review. I'd love to hear your thoughts. And also share it with a friend. Somebody you know needs some help with their video content strategy. Thanks for tuning in. I'll see you on the next one.